TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. of Sports Daily here on KFH. Happy birthday, KFH, on the FM side. 75 years ago today uh, was when KFH went to FM, the first FM in Kansas, we're told. Very cool. Uh, Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster here with you on the program today. It is a Tuesday. That means we'll talk with Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. We'll have to talk about Dan. Uh, some football games being played, a football game to play this weekend, a new contract for Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to all of that at the top of the next hour. The IHOP hotline is open for you. 869-1240 is that number to call. It's brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into. Another uh, big injury week in the NFL. And, you know, by the way, Tommy, uh, fantasy football is in chaos right now. You don't want to finish last in your fantasy football league. Well, the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast is something uh, we have access to. It brings you the latest news and player insights to help you win. Big waiver wire day today. You've got in-depth analysis there, start-sit questions, everything you need for your fantasy team. You can download that Upper Hand Fantasy uh, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I've been trying to feverishly sort through waivers and not forget about any leagues this morning, uh, Tommy. <laughs> it's because Nick Chubb's done for the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saquon Barkley is out for a few weeks, and you just keep tallying it up, and it's a battle yep. of attrition, but man. This is the dilemma for the NFL. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here, by the way, if I forgot to introduce us. You don't want to pay the running backs because they get hurt, but they're at the most risk for injury because of what they are asked to do. You got to do, they got, the league's got to do something here. Like, the guys that take on the most danger in the league can't be the most underpaid. That is counterintuitive. Yeah, I was texting with a buddy of mine last night about fantasy football, and uh, I've, I've never known anybody to be more snake-bitten than my friend. He had Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, and Nick Chubb on his fantasy team. So there goes your starting quarterback, 
and two of your starting running backs just gone. I mean, for the entire year. And then, of course, you mentioned Saquon Barkley. I've got him in a couple of leagues. Um, but, man, it, it's been brutal through the first couple of weeks of the season. And you know what? We always act surprised about this. We're always like, man, it's been brutal. It typically is. It's just different players, you know, year in and year out. There's always a couple of guys that early on go down for the count, basically, for the season, and, and you're left kind of scrambling. Yeah, it's tough, and it's tough at that position. And you know, whether it's fantasy football, real football, whatever it is, it's it, it, you know, you just you go through it and you try to figure it out. And in the you know, these teams will do the same. Um, it sucks. I mean, come on now, like who doesn't love watching Nick Chubb play football? Like whether you love the Browns, hate the Browns, whatever, he is old school, and he, man, he is awesome. And that was just a disgusting brutal yeah. injury and it just it's ugh, just no fun there but the Steelers get a big win last night um do they get the win if Nick Chubb's there I'm not sure Nick Chubb was running all over him uh before he got hurt but they did get the win that's a big win for them the Saints hold off the Panthers nice win for them I like this double dip Monday night football thing Tommy like I, I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of this I this would be there's enough like bad games each week that I would totally be on board with shifting them. But, you would of course, on a Monday, you'd have to do it at the beginning of the year. I think we're going to get another one next week. I'd be on board with the two Monday Night Football games. I kind of like it. Yeah, I also read yesterday that because of the, the strike going on in Hollywood, that ABC is going to be simulcasting many more uh, yep. Monday Night Football games. I, I think I saw, what, like 10 more Monday Night Football games or something like that will be simulcast on ABC um, as well as ESPN just because of the, the writer's strike and all of that going on or the actor's strike. Um, so, I mean, that that's kind of cool. You get a chance to, like, see it on network TV as well as ESPN. And that's really – I mean, you and I grew up in the days of ABC Monday Night Football, right? You know, oh, yeah. so kind of cool. And, and even though it's the exact same game, like last night I watched it. Like, I wanted to watch the ABC you know, uh, game as opposed to the ESPN game, just because like nostalgia, like I'm a fan of that. Uh, yeah. I give me two networks. I don't care. They can put it on, they can yeah. put it on whatever they want. ESPN and ESPN two. I don't care. Uh, I, I want it though. And I, and I, you know, ESPN has done a really good job. Give them a lot of credit. I thought both broadcasts were really good, really well done. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman do bring something to Monday night football that they've lacked uh, for whatever reason. They, it just you always sit here and we've talked about like how you know that name recognition does that really mean something man I think it does because it feels bigger when Buck and Aikman are on the call so um, you know good good games last night outside of the Chubb injury uh, we get you know another week now of the NFL in the books it's hard to figure this thing out you know the Steelers are one of those teams that we think will be in the mix or at least I do and you can sort of see flashes of it and then you see other times where Pickett is wildly inaccurate but Deshaun Watson by the way I he's it's not going to happen for him I I don't think I I never thought it was going to I, I I'm you know with the masses in how ridiculous I think the deal that they signed him to and the trade and what they gave up he just doesn't I mean he he's not accurate. He looks slower to me by far than what he used to be. I mean, he'll make some plays. He's far from the worst quarterback in the league, but Tommy, what they gave up for him and what they're paying for him, like, ugh. Like, how much better, because was it Jacoby Brissett that was there yeah. when they made it? Like, how much better is Deshaun Watson than Jacoby Brissett in reality? 
You know, yeah, in reality, that's the big point. I mean, on paper, you would say Deshaun Watson and just his body of work is better than Jacoby Brissett by a country mile, but that hasn't been reality. And I think that, you know, if Kevin Stefanski and that offense can try to find ways to, you know, fit Deshaun Watson in what he can do now, not not the Deshaun Watson from Houston, but the Deshaun Watson today and now, if he is a step slower, if he's not quite as accurate. I mean, there are ways that you can still package up a quarterback with the just the raw talent that Deshaun Watson has to try to put his best foot forward, but that really hasn't happened, uh, I don't think, in the time that he's been back in the league. And I really wanted to see this offseason. I mean, you know, he came back in, what, week 12 last year, and really you could tell just didn't have it. I thought, okay, with a full offseason – and, you know, being able to like work his way through these issues and get back to game speed, maybe it'll work. And it, it really, truly hasn't. They've got a good amount of talent on that team, uh, too, even despite Nick Chubb going down. I mean, Amari Cooper's on the team and they've got, you know, a pretty decent defense, uh, you know, so I. I want to see them package Deshaun Watson in a better way. As far as Pittsburgh is concerned, you've been higher on them all along than I have. The jury's still out for me. I would like to see what Pittsburgh can do when they don't face a good defense because they faced San Francisco in week number one. We know about their defense. Cleveland's defense is pretty salty in week number yeah. two. And Kenny Pickett hasn't looked great in either one of those games. Fairly inefficient. So I want to see what this Pittsburgh offense can do when they face kind of a middle of the road or even worse defense. I, I agree with that. Uh, I, they've got some weapons. they got some injuries to deal with. The Deontay Johnson injury is going to hurt them a little bit. But they do have some depth. It, it's mostly about Pickett and can they protect him. There were times where the Browns just had free rush last night. We're yep. like, what in the world? How does that happen? I don't love their offensive coordinator, but they've done a good job, and Mike Tomlin is the man, and we'll see on Pittsburgh. I, I think that you know at the end of the year, Pittsburgh will be better than Cleveland. Will they be yeah. better than Cincinnati so or Baltimore by the end of the year? That's a good question. I don't know. And Cincinnati's 0-2. I mean, you know, at this point, Pittsburgh yeah, has, I, I, you know, a one-game lead on Cincinnati again, does in the division. Cincinnati's 1-7 and all-time in Joe Burrow's yeah. first two games of a season. So this is normal for Cincinnati. That's why, like, it's for me with Cincinnati, it's like, okay, yeah, this looks bad. I'm more concerned about his calf, obviously. If his calf sure. is a serious injury, that's the concern. But then being 0-2, like, it's sort of part of the course for them. That's sort of what they do. And then they hit this groove, and then they take off like wildfire. But we'll see. It's all about his calf um, when we talk about Cincinnati in that division. But, you know, Pittsburgh had a nice game. I thought New Orleans looked fine, right? I, I don't think they're ever yeah. going to look wildly impressive. But if their defense plays pretty well— they're going to make enough plays. They actually, like, all of a sudden, New Orleans has, they're going to get Alvin Kamara back here pretty quick. They got a pretty good collection of talent. Rashid Shahid looks like the real deal. Michael Thomas seems back, and we love Chris Olave, right? Like, they, right. they, it kind of looks like Derek Carr picked the right spot. I don't know if you look at that division now, which has become really interesting with, you know, three 2-0 and o teams in it. Like, who, who do you like of that group of three? It seems like it might be pretty even. I don't think Atlanta talent-wise is there, but they've got this weird formula that works. So, you know, what looked like one of the worst divisions in football might be one of the most entertaining divisions in football anyway. But, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Bryce Young, I, I think it's too early to get much of a read on anything. I think he makes some impressive plays, but I don't have a good feel for Bryce Young yet. It's I, I just can't get a good – like Anthony Richardson, I think we can all see it and be like, okay, Shane Steichen was the perfect fit, good for right. him. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 
is a better thrower than I thought he would be. Yeah. You know, right out of the gates. I think Bryce CJ Stroud has more 300 yard games in his, you know, first two games than Justin Fields does in his entire career. So, I mean, Justin Fields looks terrible. Yeah, let's let's just really put that bad. right out yeah. there. Justin Fields looks awful. Yeah. Like, they need to just let him run 20 times a game. Like, for yeah. real, like, just go straight up old school, throw it, you know, 15, 20 times a game and just run like crazy. I don't know what yep. else to do if you're Chicago, but, yeah, he looks bad. C.J. Stroud does not look bad. C.J. Stroud already looks better than Justin Fields has right. ever looked as a passer. The other thing about Bryce Young, to your point, is that there's really not a great collection of talent around him, right? I mean, Adam Thielen – uh, you know, is basically yeah. what the lead guy. I mean, I know they've got DJ Shark and, you know, a couple of other guys, but really there's not a great collection of talent around Bryce Young, where on the other side of the field last night, you mentioned with the Saints, you know, they've they've got quite a bit of depth at the wide receiver position for Derek Carr. Uh, and so that helps the veteran quarterback in Derek Carr with a pretty deep wide receiver core. And that's not the way that the Panthers are operating right now. So I'm not willing yet, you know, to say anything about Bryce Young as far as his prospects long term, because I don't think that he's got people around him, you know, right now, at least through the first couple of games to make him all that successful. I think that will come over time, uh, but you could definitely tell the clear talent disparity at the skill positions from the Panthers to the Saints last night. Yeah, there's no question. He's going to deal with that all year. But, you know, they've got some safety blanket kind of guys there, and we'll see if Jonathan Mingo can become anything. But they definitely are lacking. It's, you know, that's why they were – they traded DJ Moore. They basically traded anything they had to go get Bryce Young in the first place. So we'll yep. see. It, it's been an interesting start for the rookie quarterbacks. I think they've all handled themselves pretty well, honestly, and it was a pretty unknown class to me. It's been two years now of, you know – not a slam dunk for the quarterback position uh, like we'll probably see next year, right? We'll see a couple guys we like. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, the top dog now is paid like the top dog. Patrick Mahomes gets his new deal. That was the big news yesterday uh, before the Nick Chubb injury. So let's talk about that. We'll come back. We'll talk about this Patrick Mahomes contract. Um, We'll certainly have more on that with Dan Israel at the top of the next hour, but Big news of Monday is Mahomes is the top dog now. What does that mean for the Chiefs? What does it mean for, you know, the short-term future and long-term future? We'll dig into it. It's Jacob Albrock. It's Tommy Caster. By the way, lots of giveaways today, as always. We've got uh, some tickets to a variety of things, and let's start things off right with one of our big ones, a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer Friday night at Interest Bank Arena. He's bringing his Tops Off World Tour uh, it's at 7 o'clock Friday. He was named the 2023 Stand-Up Comedian of the Year at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, and you can see him in just a few days at Interest Bank Arena. Pair tickets right now to the second caller, 869-1240. Chad Chambers will get us a winner. We'll come back. More Sports Daily right after this. Nine twelve forty. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Congratulations to John, headed to see Burt Kreischer at Interest Bank Arena Friday. We'll have one more, one more pair of tickets to give away there this week. Also, getting away some Paw Patrol tickets today. Some Wichita Thunder tickets. Some HTO. Lots of stuff still to come. So. Keep that IHOP hotline handy and keep it handy if you want to call in and chat too here on KFH 869-1240. You can also leave us your comments on our video streams, which you'll find on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Glad to be here. Jake Balbrock, Tommy Caster, 
making our way through another wild and crazy week of the NFL. Uh, Tommy, that is uh, with big news yesterday, Patrick Mahomes uh, basically redoes his contract. So what was a contract that was, you know, going through 2031 and we were sort of been waiting for this and then, you know, talks of it really did simmer after fast and furious talks or reports early in the offseason. But Mahomes and the Chiefs agree to basically a new four-year contract with 210.6 fully guaranteed years. Uh, It's the biggest four-year contract in NFL history. It allows Mahomes to basically then renegotiate or, I I guess, become a free agent in 2026. So it significantly shortens the length of the deal for Patrick Mahomes. I've always wondered if he was going to be the first quarterback to sort of tie his contract to a percentage of the salary cap. Maybe that's coming down the road. It's not coming this time, though. Uh, It's structured in a way where basically he makes like .1 million over Joe Burrow for all intents and purposes. So it resets him to the top of the market. The next one and really probably the only one that's in the mix to go bigger is Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, that's a little ways down the road. So this just establishes things where they need to be, Tommy. I think it's a good I think it's a good deal for both sides, probably. Um, and Mahomes, you sent me this yesterday. And the first thing I can think, I wonder if he's going to make a billion dollars as a player because he's going to be able to redo this deal now, Tommy, in his age 31 season. Like, in theory, he could have two more contracts after this one. You know, he's, he's got a lot of room to make a whole lot more money, and the Chiefs get him where he needs to be. It's handled with almost no fanfare, as all these things are with Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, good for his people, good for the Chiefs. They get it done. It makes a lot of sense. It doesn't interfere with Chris Jones. Like, all that kind of stuff, nicely done by the Chiefs front office. Yeah, and I really liked what Clark Hunt had to say about the contract. His quote was, I don't know that there's really a way to quantify it financially, and no matter what he makes over his career one way or another, he'll be underpaid. Um, and, and, you know, and so that's got to make it difficult Correct. you know, to try to quantify and figure out his valuation um, because I, I do agree with Clark Hunt you know, in that regard. This is good because the money is guaranteed. A lot of it is moved towards the front end of the contract. It basically flips – you know, the the year, the average uh, value per year of the contract for Patrick Mahomes, it makes it guaranteed more upfront, more right away, and then they can revisit it after the 2026 season. After all of these other quarterback deals that have come out, you know, over the last, what, year or year and a half, uh, it made Mahomes the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league. Now this gets him back up to the very top, which is good. Um, The other thing that's kind of a a byproduct of all of this is that it does clear some cap room for Kansas City for this season. I think they've now got like $2.3 million in free cap space, which would allow them to be able to make some moves during the season if need be. Once you get a little bit later on in the year, you've got some injury concerns, potentially things like that. They've got some more flexibility to make some things happen. And that's really what. You know, anytime there's been a deal with Patrick Mahomes, that's been a byproduct of that because he's always so willing to take more team-friendly deals to be able to help the team overall. And so this is another example of that. So I do like that, you know, the the Chiefs now have a little bit more flexibility to get some other things done. For sure. Uh, Look, I that that is a great quote from Hunt because it is, it's the truth for him, right? 
Yeah. You know, as a football player, it's one thing. This is why quarterbacks get paid the way they do. But for him as the owner of this team and what Mahomes brings to his franchise, you can't quantify it. He's maybe the most popular athlete in American sports. It's, it's probably – he's real close if he's not. Uh, everybody generally likes him. Everything he does is done the right way. And it's successful, and he has good attitude. It's just like a no drama. Man, he he really does remind me, and I, he's you know he reminds me of so many people. And I don't you know his region of the state of Texas is a little bit different, but there's there's some of this in like small town Kansas too. You just like, man, I, I just want to come to work and have fun and do my thing, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna bring a lot of drama to this, and you know, I'm a family man, and and this is fun, and I'm here for my guys, and. You know, that's what we've always said. Mahomes, there was never urgency for him being the eighth or ninth highest paid quarterback. Like, sometimes there are players, and, you know, it's their prerogative who would see that and say, uh-uh, that, that's not right. Like, I need to yeah. be the guy. And Mahomes just kind of sits back quietly. And he's like, look, it'll be fine. Like, we'll work it out. I'll let my play talk. There's risk in that, sure. But I'm going to be fine either way. I do think, too, Tommy, like, there's a part of this probably that Mahomes didn't want to steal Chris Jones's thunder. Um, and now that the Jones deal is done and then the Burrow and Herbert deals are done, it's like, okay, well, let's just slide this right in here. The The brilliance of the deal, I think, from Patrick Mahomes' perspective is getting all of that money guaranteed because I don't even think he had – how much of that $400 million contract was guaranteed? It was just like $150 million, I think. Yeah. So, you know, he gets more guaranteed money, and he gets to go back to the table much sooner than he would have to begin with. He'll make far more money before the year 2031 than he would have that $450 million. So it's smart on Mahomes' end that way. And for the Chiefs, it's smart because you just, like, you're you're good now. And, and a part of that is a relationship. Like, you got to trust it. But they can know now. Like, we know what that's going to look like now for four years, and we can work through it. And, you know, if you look at it, if you look at some of the reporting, it's all like it's not an even split, right? There are some years where it's here and some years where it's down lower. And that's that's very clearly to me, like Brett Veach looking at each year's salary cap and what they expect they need to do and saying, all right, and this year we're going to need more money to do this. So let's push some of that money here and that money here. And it's just like it's I, I can't imagine how relieving and how much easier it is and how much better you can be at your job to have that sort of relationship with your highest paid player. And I can't imagine – I can't imagine a lot of other quarterbacks in the NFL being willing to do that, you know, and work with their general manager to say, okay, this year we're going to need to pay you a little bit less because we're going to have this kind of cap hit and we're going to need some more flexibility to get a couple of other things done. I mean, this is like long-term planning and be, and sitting down with the representation of the, the best quarterback in the league and saying, okay, here's what it's going to take for us to put the best team out on the field year after year after year and, and that takes a special kind of relationship between the front office and the star player and we've seen really great relationships over the years between quarterbacks and front offices and ownership like I think of Tom Brady and Robert Kraft um, you know as an example they've had a great relationship over the years there are other examples of that you know I think probably Peyton Manning and the Ursays had a really good relationship for a long time but I'm not sure that there's been a relationship quite at the level 
that Patrick Mahomes has with the front office at Kansas City to then be able to sit down and go year by year and say, all right, this year we're going to have to pay you X amount of dollars because of the cap hit and all of that. But then don't worry, the year after that we're going to pay you more. Like, And being able to be willing to put together a contract that not only pays you and makes you the top QB in the league again, but also makes your team that much better because of the flexibility you're providing. But it's fully guaranteed, so it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't right. matter where it comes from or where it It just sits. matters what year you're getting it, I mean, really, honestly, and, and being able to be Mahomes patient. Is, and, say, and we've known this with Mahomes, and look, it's a benefit that not everybody has, too. His his endorsements will probably outweigh his playing contract. Yeah. So there, here's what I would say. If he stays healthy, Tommy, and I don't know that how he would do this because it would disrupt things you know, union obligations. But it just feels like at some point in his career, he's going to come in and, like, play for nothing just to, like, try to win Super Bowls toward the end of his career. Like, something like that might happen with him. I I thought that for a long time. But, again, the union makes that really complicated because he feels an obligation to continue to drive the market up for his peers. But it's it's – I say this all the time. Chiefs fans, don't ever take this for granted. Like, don't – because you, you probably will never get it again. And you've waited a long time for it. Don't ever take it for granted. Don't ever overreact to, you know, a slow offensive game. And because you look at it and like, think about, God, think about being a Cleveland Browns fan, Tommy. Like you've been waiting forever, like forever. And you have this great team on the field right now. And you cannot find a quarterback to put it over the edge. And you try. They got desperate and tried for Deshaun Watson. It ain't Deshaun Watson. Like it, it's so difficult for most teams across the league to imagine what the Chiefs have right now. We don't see it very often, right? Like you've you saw it with Tom Brady clearly. We think we have it with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, maybe Josh Allen, who's going to get paid now. I forgot about Josh Allen. He'll probably reset the market, but like there there aren't very many of them where you have that. Tony Romo gave the Cowboys that, of course, but he didn't win anything. So like it's, it's you're lucky. The Chiefs are lucky right now, and I'm I just like further back to the Chris Jones situation. They are not ever going to do anything that derails this train, and they will pay what they think they can pay, and they'll move on because the bottom line is you got Mahomes paid now, but protecting Mahomes is the second most important thing that they feel like they'll do. That's why they're going to pay all these offensive linemen and continue to do it. You know, Travis Kelsey, right now he's willing to pay at a discount because it is a discount. You know, if that stays true forever, again, now you've gotten lucky and struck gold twice, Chiefs fans, because it, it just doesn't happen, and they're getting it like this. And, you know, Mahomes sets himself up. He's the highest paid guy again. That's the crazy thing. Like, we're all looking at this, and it's like, wow, it's a team-friendly deal. Because it's a team-friendly <laughs> deal, yet he's the yeah. highest paid quarterback in football. Right. It, it's wild, but it is. Yeah. It's a team-friendly deal. The other thing I want to mention really quick that it's not important at all in the scheme of everything in 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 the big picture, but I do find it funny that when Joe Burrow's deal was announced, it literally was announced 
when the Chiefs were playing in Thursday night football against the Lions on opening night, like right around kickoff, like the Bengals slid that in, that Joe Burrow has a new contract, you know, and, and I think that there was probably some deliberateness into that, you know, like, hey, let's try to take a little bit of the attention away from the defending champions opening up their season on opening night. And then Mahomes' deal gets done and it just gets dropped on a random Monday at like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. Like there was no fanfare, no pomp and circumstance, just kind of like, hey, here's a new deal where the Bengals felt like they needed to announce Joe Burrow's deal to maybe take some of the attention away from Kansas City. I found that kind of interesting. Doesn't yeah, really matter at the end of the day. But I kind of was like, all right, I see what you're doing theorist. here. I see what I, you're I, doing I don't, here. I, I think that just took them a while to figure out the Burrow deal because they'd clearly been working on it all off season. It, the question became, will he play without it? I, I don't – maybe the announcement of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted literally that day. And And for this Mahomes thing – I mean, they were just waiting on the Burrow deal, clearly. I think I think that's more clear. And I do think he was waiting on Chris Jones. Because I'm sure they've had this teed up for a little while. They just sure. needed to go, what is the number that we got to go right over the top on Burrow for? Because, again, Mahomes feels that obligation to the union, I think, as much as he cares that he's the top guy. I mean, he cares that he's the top guy. Don't get me wrong. But he cares way more that the Chiefs have the flexibility to do what they need to do. But I think it was a Chris Jones thing. I don't think Mahomes I, – I think he's smart and savvy, and he knows, like, as Chris Jones is getting raked over the coals here and there's no end in sight for him, I don't want to, like, swoop in and then the Chiefs give me all this money when they're saying they can't give Chris Jones. That's not a good look. And I, I think he has a great understanding of that kind of thing, and I applaud him for that. Because that, to me, is what was what the Chiefs have been waiting for, and Mahomes maybe even has been waiting for, is just push pause, let's let him figure his out, and then we can just sort of slide mine in. There wasn't the, you know, the bags, or he said thank you. I think he thanked God on social media, and that was it. And I, he'll talk usually on, no, he talks on Wednesdays. I think Tuesday's the off day, so we probably won't hear from him. They may pull him in there. We'll see today. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's just... Business as usual, and that's we're going to see this again and again and again, Tommy, as the Chiefs have great players that feel like they need to get paid, and the Chiefs are just going to say no a lot, and that's just the way it is. And you know, Mahomes has given them ability to say yes as often as they can, but this is the formula now, and they've got to manage a roster with the highest-paid quarterback in the league, which is far more difficult to do. The question for me, Tommy, becomes in 2026, or at what point, does a quarterback just tie their salary to a percentage of the cap? Because that's how you can not have to renegotiate these all the time. Like if you've right. got, I mean, who would qualify for something like that right now? Mahomes certainly would. Allen, Burrow, Herbert. I think we got to see Jalen Hurts do it without Shane Steichen. That might be it. I mean, it's that might be it. the group. And so you you say we're just just tie us to the cap, give us a percentage to the cap, and then we don't. You just all, at that point, all we got to talk about is the years and how much of it's guaranteed. But like, it's easy to find the number because well, we know it'll be. But the only problem with that is if you did it that way, then you wouldn't have the flexibility to like front load, back load, do all the things that they did when they know they gonna they're gonna need the money. So maybe that does never happen, but that's gonna be the way guys get paid the most. So well, you know, and, there's gonna yeah. be an agent at some point that pushes for that. 
the other part of this, and, and you've brought this up before in conversations about Mahomes' contract, is at what point and what kind of issues do you run into and can it be allowed where a player, the, the stature of Mahomes, starts to ask for partial ownership of the team? You know, and that's something that I know that there's going to be some, you know, issues with the union and with the, you know, CBA and all of that. And I don't exactly know how that all plays out and what that looks like. But, you know, if Clark Hunt is saying that it doesn't matter what we pay Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be underpaid. And I agree with him because of the value that he brings to the organization, even outside of just playing on Sundays, what kind of overall value to the franchise he brings at what point does a player like Mahomes and his representation say, hey, we would be interested in minority ownership in the Chiefs? And can that be something can that be something that we, you know, can we negotiate that? What does that look like long term for us? Um, so I, I do think that that's something that could potentially be on the table down the road. You know, what's crazy about that? Mahomes brings his value. Mahomes brings his value you know, off the field is tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. As much as he does on the field, and he's sort of unique in that. Um, as a business owner, there's almost nothing somebody could provide that would allow me to let them have ownership of the business. You know what I mean? The NFL is the most valuable brand in the world. The Chiefs have one of now the most valuable brands, but it's become more valuable because of Mahomes. The only way that would ever happen is if Mahomes demanded it, which right. gets, you know, that at that point becomes less about football and more about business. And if I've got this mega company that's worth all of this and it's been in my... I, I, it, it wouldn't be much that would that would ever entice me to give up ownership because that's that's the value, right? That's that's what you that's what you've worked so hard for. That's all these things. So I, I don't know. I, I do think it's on the table for him because I think you want his name tied to your franchise. It makes it more valuable, right? His value is inherent there. If he does nothing but he just sits there at the games, right? Like he he's that kind of presence for them. We'll see. Patrick Mahomes' deal gets done. Uh, we'll have more on that with Dan Israel coming up at the top of the next hour. Uh, we This may be something we talk about next and then again a little later. Mel Tucker's out at Michigan State. And all of a sudden, 
couple familiar names are mentioned right there as maybe potentially interesting candidates. Tommy will give us that report. Uh, we'll come back. Let's give away some. Let's give away some Wichita Thunder home opener tickets. Uh, we've got the home opener coming very, very soon here on uh, October twentieth, seven o'clock at Interest Bank Arena against the Kansas City Mavericks. So home opener for the Thunder tickets. We'll give away a pair of those tickets as well as a pair of HTO Ice Tea cards. It'll get you a free tea either at the Wichita East or West location or at the brand new just opened Derby location of HTO. Uh, So good luck to our first caller, 869-1240. Jad will get us another winner here on the program. We'll come back. A little college football talk next on Sports Daily. Congratulations to Andre winning tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener and enjoying some HTO now at three different locations, Wichita East, West, and in Derby. All right, Tommy, Mel Tucker's out at Michigan State, and here we go again. The two of the top candidates, and like again, this is flattering K-State and KU fans. Don't like get offended at these, but the reporting is right that they might be candidates for this job. Yeah, so Bruce Feldman from The Athletic uh, put out an article yesterday. So if you haven't heard about the Mel Tucker situation, uh, looks like the university is going to fire him with cause as they're investigating sexual harassment allegations against Mel Tucker. Um, he signed a big contract, by the way, uh, less than two years ago, 10-year, $95 million contract to coach Michigan State. Uh, but it looks like the university is going to fire him with cause. Not pay him a dime uh, is what it looks like is happening. And like I mentioned, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic put out an article talking about his his candidates that he thinks are going to be on the short list for the Michigan State job. Number one is Mike Elko from Duke. He's the number one candidate, uh, according to Bruce Feldman. But number two is Lance Leipold from Kansas. Number three is Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. Uh, so those are, I mean, that's the speculation right now. I don't know how legitimate or how serious Michigan State is. I don't really know, uh, you know, if Leipold or Kleiman are even interested in this. But here we go. Another year of both of these guys being linked to head coaching vacancies very early in the season. If you'll recall last year, it was Nebraska. Uh, and, you know, the the whole situation there with Scott Frost being kicked out the door very early on and Leipold and Kleiman being linked to that job. So here we go again, another year, another potential opening where both of those guys might be considered. Yeah, look, it's natural, natural that Lance Leipold's going to be rumored for all these jobs. Kleiman, I think, will simmer a little bit. I think there's still just this, because he's from the state of Iowa, this like Big Ten, he's going to get... I think it's less likely that Kleiman would do this than Leipold. Kleiman's been paid now twice by K-State's administration. They're they're in a great position. And if you're going to make the jump, I'm not sure. Like, the jump that he, that would entice him now, I think, is beyond even, like, Michigan State. And that's no, Michigan State has been a great job, but is he's it, got are a Are they a powerhouse? Job. Like, are they considered a powerhouse not, anymore? They're, they're fringy. Look, they've had as much success out of the Big Ten as anybody besides Michigan and Ohio State. Like, they've been there. You know, I just, uh, uh, is it a slam dunk enough to leave the great situation that he has? 
because he's going to have Avery Johnson for, you know, three years here. Like, if Lance, if, if, if Chris Kleiman were to leave, to me, it would need to be one of the premier jobs. Like, the only thing that could pull him away, I would think, and this, this isn't even a sure thing anymore, would be the ability to win a national championship. Now, that might come at K-State, right? But we all know how hard that is in college football. But I, I just don't know, especially with the Big 12 getting better and there's going to be more money coming into the league, which means he's probably going to get paid more eventually of the Big 12. Like, I, I just, quality of life matters, and he seems like a quality of life guy. I'm not sure going to Michigan State is a quality of life move. Lance Leipold's a little different. Look, Lance Leipold is at a program that, while it's ascending, it's not where K-State's is right now. They're building the new football stadium. They built the new facilities. They've gotten him a raise. They've done all these things. But you'd have a clear, better chance to win at Michigan State than Kansas at this at this very moment. Now, he's also worked a long time to get to this point, And there is some quality of life to building this thing and doing it all. I, I would be far more worried about this if I were a KU fan than if I were a K-State fan. I'll put it that way. And I, I think there's there's room for some real concern here for KU fans on this. I, I don't know what it'll take. You know, this could be a special year for Kansas in the sense that they, you know, what's the ceiling for them? I don't think they're going to win the Big 12, but could they finish top three? Maybe. I, I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's a ceiling. Maybe that's a pipe dream, whatever. But if they do and then they're able to do some stuff, it, it's it's just interesting because for for. Leipold, right, he famously has kept the same staff together for like, what, 25 years now? All the way back to Wisconsin-Whitewater. Can you can you get Michigan State to say, yeah, it's okay, you guys just come in as an entire staff, we're going to be good with that? I don't know. Like, there's yeah. you've got a lot of freedom at Kansas. It, it's hard. It's hard. I don't think it's... I- I don't think it's going to happen with either one of those guys. I think Kleiman is very secure at Kansas State with the relationship with Gene Taylor. I just don't see that. But I also don't see Lance Leipold either because the future of that program is tied to him with the new stadium that they're building. He's had a significant amount of input in all of that. You know, they signed him to uh, a new contract, I believe, last year when all the rumors yep. were going on about yep. Nebraska and, and then Wisconsin and all of that. If he didn't get the Nebraska job or didn't take the Nebraska job, I don't even know if he was offered it. But if, if he didn't end up there and if he didn't end up at Wisconsin, then I have a hard time thinking he's going to go to Michigan State. He had ties to Nebraska and ties to Wisconsin and didn't end up at either one of those locations. I have a hard time thinking that's going to happen. A couple of other names that are being rumored for this Michigan State position. P.J. Fleck, who has big-time connections to the state of Michigan. He was at Western Michigan, and he could have a lot more resources at Michigan State than what he does at Minnesota. And Matt Campbell. Keep your eye on Matt Campbell. Iowa State is not good, and his stock as a head coach has gone way down over the last couple of years. This might be the last chance, if Michigan State is interested in Matt Campbell, for him to jump off that sinking ship and actually be able to get a step up in his coaching career. I I think this job is clearly better than Nebraska by a long shot. I bet Matt Rule is like, dang it. Here's what I think will happen. They'll throw a bag at Urban Meyer. I think they'll go after Urban Meyer hard. Another name that's a rumor that I've heard a few different places about Michigan State, Deion Sanders. You're going to hear Deion Sanders everywhere anytime there's an opening. Yeah, I don't think Deion's taking that job. Big Ten money is bigger than what he's probably going to be making in Colorado. It is, but but again, he's one of the most successful athletes, people, personalities. I. 
he's, I think, at least going to ride this out with his kids at Colorado. And then at that point, if this train continues, they'll pay him a, a boatload. I think the guy is Mike Elko from Duke. I mean, he's kind of been the number one guy on all the different Could articles be. that I've read, potentially. I mean, he's doing wonders uh, with Duke, and, and he's not paid a whole lot. I think he could get a big-time payday if he goes to Michigan If they State. want to win a natty, they're going to throw a bag at Urban Meyer. The dust has settled enough on Meyer. Dude's literally won everywhere he's ever been. That's just – that'll be my – I, I – What's the? Uh, we'll go look at the betting odds. I, I'd take I'd take my money. I'd put it on Urban Meyer because I think they're desperate to win now. This this blew up in their face. They don't want to lose momentum. Eight six nine twelve forty. Dan Israel coming up top of the next hour. Voice uh, sorry, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, which you hear right over on KNSS and this Odyssey family of ours. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. The Jacksonville game. Look ahead to the Chicago game. This Patrick Mahomes contract with Dan next on Sports Daily. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 